Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Album Crawl, a low-effort podcast where we delve into an album song by song. We go through the hits, the misses, the near misses, and sometimes, if we're lucky, the B-side gold. I'm James Johnson here, as always, with my co-host slash brother, more importantly, co-host Paul Johnson. This week, we are going through Porter Robinson's Nurture from 2021, and as a special guest, we have my friend here, Eric Yang, who chose the album. Welcome, Eric. Yo, 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 yo. It's Eric Yang here bringing you a crazy album. One of my favorite albums of 2021. So, yeah, excited to get into it. Yeah, before we start, Eric, uh, you know, longtime listeners, Sanchez, will know that every time we have a guest on, they get to pick the album that they're doing. My dad did Graceland by, uh, what's his name? Paul, Paul Simon. Simon. And the other guest we had, Colby, did Drama, which was a lot of fun. He had a lot of good times with that. And Eric, you chose this album. Why was it that you chose this album to do? Um, this album is like definitely like a really top album of mine of all time, just in the way it hit me. Um, and I also feel like it's a great album to talk about. It's like an album that's about about music, I think. So I think it'd be really interesting um, for music enthusiasts to uh, to talk about. So yeah, that's really cool. That is a very thoughtful pick and a really good thing to choose as far as like getting into it. I think on the onset I, I vaguely know Porter Robinson and I was mm-hmm. like oh so we're gonna do EBEDM like uh, I don't really know what that's gonna be like oh right right me and Paul have done a couple lyricless episodes and mm-hmm. they are sometimes a bit challenging but you know we it's it's fine on, on its own regard but yeah after listening to it I'm like and definitely reading through the lyrics it definitely became way more clear and it's funny me and Paul have actually done a few albums with similar themes right Paul with Sampha. What as, as far as like what, what was tackled in this album? In in regards to like going through the creative process, becoming like more confident of yourself, or like at, at the very least dealing with your own internal emotions as like an artist. Sampha for sure. Yeah, I don't really I don't know. Think I can really name. Well, I was, I was hoping Paul was gonna pull one. I had no other example other than Sampha. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe in the depths. Paul's usually better at remembering that kind of stuff. No, I, 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 I okay. The, we did the, it the, one this, time. This album, this <laughs> album, the closest thing for me for this album is um, Mac Miller's "Swimming." Oh, oh, I can see that. That's Be- interesting because this is a this is a self redemption album. It's a it's an acceptance album, and we yeah, I don't think I've, we've done another one like it. And there's not really many that albums like it at all, um, especially from people our age and in our age group. Right. right. True. Yeah. Another reason why I wanted to pick this album is because, like you, James, I didn't really know anything about EDM until I came across this album, and I was telling my friend uh, Nick about it, and Nick yeah, and he was like, he was like, dude, this is if like I came to you and I was like, dude, have you heard of this guy named Kanye West? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's put out some like really great hip hop albums, and like that's how I came off to him, and I was like, dude, have you heard of this guy Porter Robinson? Like. He just had this album Nurture that's like really good. So Oh, so, so you you hadn't previously known him. No, I had no idea. This is the first album by Paul Introduction. Robinson okay. And Paul, to, so. Paul, you said you had some history with him as far as your I, peers. I part, yeah. I parted to Porter Robinson from 2010 to 2015. Like oh, hardcore. Wow. Yeah. He, oh, wow. he played at uh, the spring break that a bunch of my friends went to. Like, I mean, he was uh-huh. one of the five guys that was the main artist at the time. Wow, okay. For sure. Um 
which which is when you said Porter Robinson, when I thought we were getting to Porter Robinson, and my first thought was like, we're doing stadium EDM right now. Right. Yeah. And that's exactly what I right. thought too. Cause I had seen him once uh-huh. being a DD for a bunch of people on Molly in Boulder. And I uh-huh. was like, I hate this so much. Why did I do this? <laughs> Basically it was like a, Oh my God, what have I done whole right. night? And then, uh, yeah, I hated every second of it, but then he played the song from kingdom hearts. I don't know if you got, did you play Kingdom Hearts? I did. Yeah. You know I the did. intro song? Yeah. If you heard it, you'd be like, holy shit. Like, yeah. that's how I felt. I was like, what? And then I was like, okay, you know what? Fine. But oh, like the no rest way. of it was like very baseline, like nothing if uh-huh. you're not on drugs. And then it was so interesting starting to listen to this and then reading about it and him being like going through a fucking identity crisis on that exact tour about like, yeah. well, who am I? What do I want to do? Right. And then not doing anything until now, which is just like wild. It's a crazy story. Yeah, for sure. And adds so much to, to this album. So yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get into it. I think um, I feel for the first song, as we've done the past, let's roll from track one to track two, right? Because the first song is pretty much just like a introduction, unless anyone had any notes about the first song. Paul, you're looking a little... Well, I mean, it is a full song. It's not just an intro song. It's not like it's a 30 second long song. It's right? a minute and a half. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm good. I'm no, good. no, no. Do you have, no. well, it depends. Do you have thoughts about no, the first I, thing? I, I don't particularly. Well, then shut the fuck up. All right. Here's the first song. <laughs> this is, uh, is Lifelike. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of vibes cooked into this song, uh, but Eric, you know, seeing how this is your first time on the album crawl, I want to introduce you to a little game that we play here, and it's um, well, we don't have a name for it, but the game is <laughs> it's a question. the The game is make a music video out of this song. So okay, so would I describe it like right now? Yeah, yeah. off the top of your head, oh. off the top of your head. If you were to make a music video for this minute and a half long song, what's happening? Like? Yeah. I would say probably like someone like by themselves. Um like like probably like like self-reflecting on like a walk. Um and then just like not necessarily like going through it, but just being in a more like thoughtful, thoughtful state of mind and um just kind of like man, like, like maybe like a camera shot of them like 
looking at the water. Yeah, yeah, looking at the water and like noticing how pretty it is and mm-hmm. like things like that and like just sort of like getting like like picking up on like you know the little things. You're soul searching. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You could you could maybe bring it to the next level and be like it's like a, a person traveling or something like that. Almost. Oh, that would be that would yeah yeah if they were going like a huge trip too that would like that would really be a good video as I get, well. I get that. So, Paul, you didn't watch any of the music videos. Me and Eric had a little bit of correspondence during this week. He sent me a music video that uh, for a musician that is uh, solely an anime. And, like, you know, he's really rooted in, like, Japanese culture and stuff like that. And it sounds very, I told Eric, very weeby, (laughs) which it is. That is exactly what it is. And I don't know. For me, I 100% picture uh, two things. Either the music video for Feel Good Inc. when there's the girl with the guitar with the with the the lighthouse slash windmill thing going uh-huh. through the clouds. Do you know what I'm talking about? Eric gets it. Paul, you don't know what I'm talking about? No. Huge Gorilla fans. Gorilla's fan. Oh, wait. No, yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then two, the airships from Final Fantasy IX. Like, either way, soaring through the clouds. Dude, yeah. There's, wait, do you know Final Fantasy IX? Um... There's Final Fantasy VII. I know Final Fantasy okay, VII. Yeah. So, you're you talking know, about that's way more post How's Moving Castle. How's Moving Castle, exactly. Yeah, it's a similar thing. Big structure, clouds, sky, <laughs> green grass. Something like that, right? That's, 100%. That's like this whole album. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. But yeah, this is such a good introduction into the... Uh, yeah, I mean, you can even hear the Japanese influence even just on this instrumental. Yeah. Oh, immediately sure. last week when, when I had not... Yeah, mm-hmm. when I literally I took off my headphones. I was like, this is Studio Ghibli music, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was I I heard this first song and I said please let the whole album be this yeah right yeah because I love this and like, yeah and it's kind of fun because so like peaceful it's so nice it's just symphony music we we need some more of this in the world today right and like some of the, a lot of the, at the very least the album is like influenced by that whereas not necessarily being exactly that it does like uh, touch on it a lot in this album. Definitely not the stadium EDM thing. And I'm sure if you were a big Porter Robinson fan back in those days and you're like, oh, cool, that first song probably would have like thrown you off a lot. Yeah. 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 But, you know, it's, I think of some of the people that I knew that like listened to Porter Robinson a lot and they're uh-huh. like, you know, just straight up frat bros with the tank tops type of shit. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then think of like the subset of people who were like true Porter Robinson fans. Oh. And I wonder how close this is to the mark for those people. Oh, I think oh, I that's think, interesting. Because the only song I knew was Sad Machine, which is very not big EDME, but I think that's like one of his most popular songs. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew it and like, I don't listen to this music at all. So I imagine that, yeah, it's gotta be like, this has to have been a big hit for mm-hmm. his fans. I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. So they knew who he was and like, they knew truly what he was about. But, but the fact that it but brought in a new fan and Eric is funny. Yeah. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah, I, I love it. But, I, it makes it. He's like one of my favorite there. artists now after this album. So, like, have you gone crazy. back or I, you just like listen to this? I've gone back and like it's not necessarily my thing, but I do appreciate like some of the some of his older songs. Interesting. Um, so, um, yeah, he has his he has his other project under a different artist name called um, the Alternative Voices or something. It's like alternate reality, or alternate? virtual 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 self. Rea- vir- virtual self. Yes, not and virtu- that that is fire to me. So I've gotten oh, a lot into that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on. The next track, number two. One of the bigger hits on it is Look at the Sky. We'll get into the proper album. (laughs) 
Yeah, so this is um, definitely, for me personally, a standout song. Um, I think it's like really encapsulates like just like the euphoria that I that I guess Porter Robinson must have had when he finally got over his like writer's block. Um, from like a sound standpoint, I think it's like probably one of the more traditional like EDM songs, but it's it really like feels nostalgic to me. The sounds in yes. it. It feels like a more old school um EDM song. Like it feels it really feels like something I would you would get out of like a video game. Oh but old. then but then yeah you get this acoustic guitar break. Yeah. That totally breaks uh, in a lot of ways with yeah. that traditional EDM structure. Yeah, it's beautiful. And I think I, I really appreciate that this song is like has a really traditional like pop song structure. Mm-hmm. Yeah um, song song. And so it's kind of like, like it feels like an EDM song, but it's almost like anyone can like get into it kind of thing. Yeah. Um, which I think is really good. And then, yeah, I mean, when it gets into like the, the chorus, it is just so, so euphoric. It is so triumphant. Right. Um, I really like how it goes from, he has a more digital voice during the verses. And then when he gets into like, like this part, for example, it's like his natural voice. And like that, like that's super dope to me. I'm sure it means a lot to him on like when he switches up when it's doing like the more right, right. digital. Because he does a lot of like, it's not necessarily like a vocoder. It's kind of like a, a duet where he puts his voice with like an electronic voice. Uh-huh. It's an yeah. octave higher. Yeah. Yeah. It's either him or it's, a, I always, I thought maybe this is a female voice. Well, I think he doesn't, he uses some sort of like AI technology. Like he uses a thing for that. And that's what he's done in the past as well is what mm. I read about. Gosh, is that yeah. like he sings through it. Yeah. Pitches it up and then like makes it kind of like a very different. And then he like kind of credits that voice to, there's a name for it. And I can look it up. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of take it as like him, like taking his mask off or something like. Right. Yes. I think his, it's very his vulnerable. real self to, his, to the world now. And it's, Especially it's really with awesome. an EDM artist, because, you know, they don't, they traditionally don't do that. I mean, you'll get Dead Mouse, Marshmallow, Daft Punk. Like they don't, oh, true. you know, like yeah. they don't show themselves. There's like a really big, like layer between the artist and like the people. Mm-hmm. And, and I do really appreciate that about him in this album. Like it's very clear that it is, yeah, he, he, cause he's not a good singer. 
You know what I mean? Right, like right. he's not traditionally a good singer, I don't think. But I think he he it means a lot to him to to put himself out there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I love this song. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's more like a poetry than like a like he's trying to come out and sing. He's not like Big Wild is one of those guys who was an EDM <laughs> artist who then tried to become a singer. My God, uh-huh. that is one of a kind. <laughs> of deal. Paul, have you listened to his new songs? It's bad. It's, so... it's hard to listen because to. the first he's album not a singer. good. Yeah. And then now it's like, just be good oh, this is awful. It. But this, he's yeah. accepting that he's not a singer, but he wants to do it because he has something to say. Yes. And that's a totally different deal. Because wow. that's where it's like poetry, you know? That's a really good way to put it. And there's a, so there's a lot going on in this song. Um, in this album, like you talked about, there's a lot about making music that's in it. And in a lot of ways, it's just like about being an artist. And so he made an album, I think it was in 2014, 2015, had kind of an identity crisis, went through some depressive episodes and was working on this for a long time, but it took him a long point or a long time to like get to the point to actually release it and like over and over produce themselves. And Paul, I'm sure you can identify with us, like the self-perfectionist, like wanting to get everything straight. And then there's a lot of acceptance in this. There's a lot of like bare bones, like, I don't know what I'm doing. I, you know, I look at myself too critically, stuff like that. Yeah. That, that, that runs throughout this album. And so... Mm-hmm. This is like a really interesting point to start on. So like you said, this is like a pop song and it's like very easily digestible. And then he makes it, he start, the starting point for the album, if the album is a journey, is that uh, I'm happy with where I am and I'm happy that I'm going to still be here. Like he starts with acceptance, which I think is really uh-huh. cool. He doesn't start with the bottom and work his way up. This album kind of works in like a you faction yeah. where he yeah. like starts with the, good where he's at now works his way backwards and then works his way back forward again yeah and that that earns a gold star on the album crawl scale yes. of things because we love it when there's you a can, story you can sound good at a pop level but have the depth of like a soul album put into put into it mm-hmm. yeah like it's kind of the ambient music thing yeah you can, it, you can have it in the background and enjoy it but you can also dig into it and enjoy it oh oh i think you can definitely get that with with this song for sure for yeah, sure. and so yeah, Eric. When I first listened to this, uh-huh. it was hard. It was difficult for me. Yeah, like me this is very one of the hardest so far. Not in the, not in the bottom five at all. No, yeah, but probably in the bottom fifteen. Okay, why, yeah. why is that? Well, we always talk about a hump to get over, and uh-huh. the, yeah, like Paul said, like this is a big hump. It took me literally to the day before I saw you on Saturday. It took me until like Friday of last week uh-huh. uh, to really start like okay, because like for a while it's 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 a lot. There's a lot coming at you in a lot of different ways. And uh, yeah, it just took me a little bit to like, just click uh, with him. So so what was your guys' um, like initial like reaction to, to like this song? Like, quite, Oh, this is so annoying. Yeah. yeah. Incredibly oh, annoying. Yeah, it's really like the... <laughs> I was like, shut my, the fuck up. My, like, reaction was, <laughs> my reaction is it sounds like the beginning of like Rocket League. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can yeah. see that. Yeah, and, yeah. And like, in, in because here's the is thing. the intro to your like, your Twitch stream. I, I'm very familiar with this type of music, and I've listened to a lot of it, like for probably six years. Mm-hmm. Like I was very into this scene, and so for me to go back and have a song that song now go back and kind of imitate that sound, uh-huh. it makes it really really tough for me to enjoy it, uh, because in my mind, it it it's 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 so weird because normally when we talk about getting over the wall of the song, like this is a 70s song. It's a classic 70s song. Right. For this, it's so recent, but it's still that wall is there because it sounds like it's from 2010. Oh, I didn't get that. 
I def- it's definitely just a big capital in not from me. Like I, I, I didn't think that it sounded like it was from 2010, but yeah, I guess I'm not as familiar with this world as you are. My interaction was definitely way more like, mm. this is just something I would never listen to. Like it's so all over the place sonically. Yeah. And I'm like way more mellow. Like I like my shit funky and low. Like mm. I like bass sounds. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like, high-pitched squeaking noises so like that was like the biggest hump for me where i was like i just can't i can't concentrate like i can't focus on the song while listening to the song um, yeah. but eventually i got over it and especially reading the lyrics helped tremendously get a getting a better appreciation and then from there i kind of worked backwards mm. where i was like okay now that i know what he's doing and what he's saying it made it way <laughs> way easier to listen to the rest of it like 10 times easier for me yeah, because it's I read great. The lyrics, I was like, okay, this has some meaning to it. Yeah. He's not trying to make that EDM album that I thought he was trying to make when yes. I first listened to it. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, let's get that over again. Now let's listen to it with that perspective. And then I was like, this is pretty cool. Like, I, I, I'm starting to enjoy listening to this. A hundred percent. And you fucking told me too. Like, you were like, I picked this because of that exact reason. Like, uh-huh. oh, it's like different. And he's like really going through it. And I just wish I would have fucking like engaged with it or like looked it up and like read the lyrics beforehand. Uh-huh. But usually, yeah, it just, it kind of, I went through my normal song crawl process, which was like listening to it and then reading the lyrics. So yeah, I got you. Uh, but uh, with that, let's move on. So we're not stuck forever. We're going to the track number three. This is get your wish. So this is a theme that um, comes up later on the album. It's it's basically like he has this idea of getting everything you want whenever you want it or like working towards something bigger and then not ever actually achieving it or what you're going to feel like when you actually achieve yeah, it. Yeah, because at this point, he's a multimillionaire. 
Yeah, huge artist, big following. He's done a lot creatively, creatively. Like internationally. Yeah, successful. And he's, I think he's about our age. He's like late 20s at this point, like yeah. now, like right now. So like he's doing very well, and but he's still questioning himself. He's still, you know, looking at himself and saying like, how is it going to feel? So yeah, I don't know. It's a really interesting idea and it's, it's something, you know, as a listener, it is really fun to hear because, you know, we're always questioning ourselves. And so it is it it makes you like the artists more when they're questioning themselves, when they're not certain about what they're doing. And the fact that you could, you know, like their music and relate to it and also like understand that about them makes it like really, um, I don't know, relatable. Artful. Artful too. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. What, what I think is really cool about this song is that he's not, this isn't from his perspective. He's the, talking from his fans perspective. So he switched perspective. In the first song, it was from his perspective. And then now this is mm-hmm. like, oh, it must be incredible to be you. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, that's definitely the way I interpreted it. Like, um, well, besides maybe the line, like, did you get your wish? It could be more of like an introspective question. But um, right. no, I definitely I definitely see that. Like, I mean, he oh, was true. he was kind of like considered from, from what I read, like, like a prodigy like an edm prodigy yeah he was like usually like heard about Port robinson it was alongside maddion as uh, these guys that were like yeah. 16 years old and just shredding dick on on production right crazy so you must imagine as like a young man like you probably do feel like jesus like walking on the water and ah, yeah shit like that uh, yeah and yeah like, and I'm sure it is really cool to like get someone who, because you can imagine a lot of people in that exact scenario being the opposite of this, being exact opposite of like questioning yourself, and instead just being like, "I am Jesus." Yeah, like right, I, right. I, he could have done that. Most he could, people do. Most people do. Most, most people get addicted to drugs and then lose all their money or do something like that, or just stay on the path, make shitty. Pop EDM, music. make yep. the same music forever, and have a huge following, and that's it. For yeah. a long time. That's what's special about this album to me. I, I agree. I think he like loves like loves music. Yes. More than maybe he loves like the lifestyle of being like a rock star. And, yes. Like, I, I definitely feel like that's what happened with him, which is like at a certain point he was like, I just don't love the stuff that I'm like putting out. And it's just like, yeah. that's kind of what caused the identity crisis. How many, so. how many Playboy models do you think this guy banged though? Oh, man, I don't know. Do you think it's a lot? I don't know if he seems like a big like. Uh, I, I think it's more of like Japanese high Japanese culture. Yeah. Mm, mm, I can see that. I can see that. But he's now currently engaged, soon to be married. Actually, he might be married at this point. Uh, oh wow! Okay. To a Japanese person, but I don't remember her name. Either. Really? Paul, have you heard his music? Yeah, <laughs> it all checks out. It's just that, like. like <laughs> The, the Porter Robinson that I knew was just a just I mean just right. hard EDM, EDM guy. Like, yeah, no, I, yeah. I, but, the, but he also swat. comes up. He's got a full on love song in this album, which we'll yeah. get right. to later. Which is right? so different than I mean, if if you look at pictures of him, like I mean, I was I remember I got in this album, I was like looking at pictures of him from like, you know, his past right. life, and it's like a totally different like public persona. You know, it's like yeah. I don't know if it's I wouldn't say like generic, but like. He's like that, like ED, like that EDM yeah. DJ guy. That's and like how many how shit. many people pivot like this? Like Tame Impala is one thing where you can say Tame Impala did a huge pivot, right? Yeah. You can say Mac Miller because mm-hmm. those I mean right sure. away those yeah. are two guys yeah. that, that did like a frat huge rap pivots. to like yeah yeah frat rap to introspective jazz, jazz. Straight up, yeah. like who does that right 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 who else does that There's not that many artists that do yeah. this and like with Tame Impala, Mac Miller, and you know Porter Robinson now like I think all three of those 
artists like got into it for the art right more so than like maybe the financial benefits or like the lifestyle and stuff. oh i think people would argue about the tim paula thing but maybe his oh they would oh yeah oh, but really? i think the possible we'll let's bring chris himmelblau in here but i think maybe the artistry <laughs> to, the some co- coexisted with being financially more independent like mm. tim and paula grew rapidly in fame with the pivot you know what i mean oh like he, right 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 he became right. more famous which i i think I guess Mac Miller did too. Yeah. Yeah, I guess he but, did. But, but, I think, I don't but know. maybe it's more of like it, that's just like a symptom of making genuinely good art. Yeah. As opposed to like. Well, you know, Tame Apollo, the first two albums, is like very reverential and like oh, hearkening to a different time. Sure. I mean, it's literally late yeah. stage Beatles. Oh, right. And then oh, he started yeah. to be like, oh, you know what? I'm going to get into more synths. I wanted to get into more of those like production heavy, sort of funky stuff. Uh huh. And, yeah. you know, didn't jive with some people, but then, uh, you know. Just a quick note on the production. I love that it starts off with just acoustic piano and um, acoustic drums. Yeah, let's 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 get that intro again, actually. Um, and it just straight up drops is, is into the, like. Is he the exclusive producer on this? I, yes, I, I he assume is. he is. Yes, he yeah. Is. Yeah, that's beautiful. These chords, I really enjoy these chords, and like when it gets into it with like the high pitched instrumental and a instrument in a few seconds. This is a synth, but the piano is the maybe is not. But the piano is also synth. Yeah, I think like a lot of it is synthesized musicians. I think um, even the acoustic guitar. Well, that oh. is a synth. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, he's talking about the. Yeah, no, yeah, but the, even the love song later on that is uh-huh. an acoustic guitar is also a synthesizer, which oh, okay. is pretty wild. I read that and I was like. Oh, it for sure is, and you can tell because there's. But the, no, there's got the there's, strumming. There's cuts, cuts. Yeah, you can. There's. Yeah, I want to talk about that the, later. We'll we'll get there. But first, let's move on a little bit. I don't want to get stuck too long. Uh, oh, Paul, this was the one. Paul texted me and is like, "This is the best by far." Oh, but yeah. So so we got we got we got the intro Studio Ghibli. We got two pop EDM songs, uh-huh. and then we yeah. get this pop pop EDM songs that are very very. I mean, I don't I don't know this side of EDM that much, but seem to me to be very unique. All right, and then we get Wind Tempos, track number four. Six minutes, which, I don't, do you guys like LCD sound system? Because this is exactly all my friends. I don't this one. Thank you. 
I mean, this this song to me is is the musical essence of what's actually happening on this album. Because, like, yes, he's making music. I mean, when you have this many fans and you know this many people are going to listen to it, you have to give them what they want. So I think these first two songs, him make, putting those up front, it's kind of like a, oh, well, it's kind of like the Stevie Wonder deal. And it's also kind of like Frank Ocean, where it's like he wrote a poem and then he made music to it that the audience would like. Right. Very Frank Ocean is. And then this song to me is more of what's actually happening. It's just ethereal. Yeah. It's very nice. It's pleasant, but it's very high level. It's like almost like jazz through different synth sounds. Well, it's, yeah, I would, I would say more orchestral, more classical. Even. It is, yeah, but you know, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think that if he were given the resources and the lack of an audience, would he make this instead? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You think that? I do think. I mean, put it, it's at track four, basically three, if we count the first. It's like an intermission. Like it is an intermission, but mm. it's, it's one of the, it, it is the longest song. It's the longest song on the album, yeah. which is actually wild, which we only all just realized how long this song oh, this, was. This could be two different songs right here. Yeah, it changes That's true, a bit. but I'm, I'm glad it's all the same song though. I think that's why, I think that's why I didn't realize it, because I didn't, I, in my head, I think this was always the second song. I think uh-huh. that was a song, and then this is a song, so it makes sense now that, like, listen, that's pure. Yeah, this is beautiful. In, in a lot of ways, this is kind of album crawl gold because it's like you front-loaded two songs, and then dude, this, and then when it's so this. anime. This is literally yeah, like the moments you cry <laughs> at when you're watching it, when you really connect with the character, and they're dying, or their mom's dying, and you're like, oh, what's up, Papa? Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the word tender comes to mind with the piano part. Very yes. tender, very tender. Yeah. But it's genuine too. Because I feel like yeah. you could do this sound and make it sound hollow. But like, I don't know what it is about it, but it really does sound full. It's so right, right. Um, yeah, this part when the vocals come in is really cool because we were talking about like the glitchiness. Mm-hmm. The vocals sound glitchy to me too. Oh, yeah. Like he definitely like I think he like just sang it the line once and just cut it like and, like yes and then redid it and then pasted it and then yeah cut it chops to the max but you know Porter Robinson being a star from 2010 to 2015 oh, he's gonna bring those vocal cuts oh well we, and we'll talk about sound cuts later on in the album because that's yep. a little different yep but glitch comes that's from the 90s isn't it glitch. Yeah, glitch. Like I don't EDM. know if glitch originated. It probably originated from scratching discs. Right? Oh yeah, right. That's right, right. what I mean. So it's got you're talking about. Yeah, but but then there's like tone shifts as well, and then like different styles. Of, uh, but then matching it with that. Wait, where are the strings gonna come back? I think the strings. I mean, what, what, so like the, kind of the, the principle of glitch music is that you're trying to fuck with your people who are listening to, to your music right. so, uh-huh. so like you can hear it here like he's basically it's kind of like a perfect for people with low attention spans <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was uh, yeah yeah this is where like this yeah that 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 idea is where it was difficult for me where it's like there was a lot of like shit where it's like oh it's there and there and there and there and there and that's right. why i was like like i told you i was playing genshin impact listening to it, and i was like oh, it's gonna be perfect oh and then wow. it was too perfect and then i couldn't like f- i couldn't focus on one thing or the other uh-huh and i 
I thought it was going to be yeah. a good background music, but instead, I, th- I thought it would be like a good soundtrack to right. it. But instead, what it was was just like it completely took over. The it experience. Was, or either or, it was either nothing, and like I completely tuned it out because it was uh-huh. like that, and then it came back with boom, and I was like, mm. oh my god, well, I can't. Yeah, yeah, this would not be a, you. Some of these songs would be great background music, but then the album itself would not be exactly like yeah. for, and playing it straight through. Right. But that that's again uh, a strength of the album in the end because he is a true musician and wants mm-hmm. his thing to be listened to altogether. Right. He put a, an, a fourteen song hour long album out, and yeah. I think in his mind he wants it to be listened from start to finish. Oh, for sure, with full attention, of course. Yeah. So, like when you're gonna do that, you want it to lean, like lean uh-huh. and come back and be boring, but then attention grabbing because that's what makes it more of a journey and more fun yeah. to listen to. Did you guys feel like, like even though the style of wind tempos and look at the sky and get your wish, like it, they're technically like sound wise very different, but it feels so cohesive like it's like mm. yes. this to look at the sky get your wish like this somehow the sounds still like it's like has a combination of like more acoustic sounds and then like kind of like sprinkling in electronic yeah. like i think this the style of it and um, like what paul said paul said like the heart of it and then saying yeah. that this is the heart of it it applies to the previous songs like they're yeah. there the feeling of this song is in the previous songs but yeah. it's, it also comes down to like technically they're very similar like he's probably using the same programs to come up with a lot of these songs, mm. and he's also probably using the same reverb. He's probably using the same compressor uh-huh. to to tie all the, the production together. So he could probably make any style of song, and it's going to come off kind of like this. It's like mm. your tech stack is the same, right, right, right. And right, I could right. be wrong about that, but there's a lot of ways to get cohesiveness. Yeah. It's very difficult. To yeah, do. I'm sure the vocals. He definitely probably just kept the same settings. Yeah, like throughout. The oh, life. the vocals, yes, because it really does sound like there's a girl there making the vocals with him. Mm-hmm. I thought really it was this entire time yeah. until we sat down here. Yeah, and I want to look that up. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I kind of want to. I'm not afraid to admit. I kind of want to look that up so I can like fact check well, that. It's, so there's a, there's a um, there's a VST plugin or there's a plugin that's very famous and it's called. It's not called Echo Boy. It's not called Sound Boy, but it's something along the lines. The same people that made Echo Boy. Anyway, you can adjust your voice. So you can make it anything. It's commonly used by songwriters to pitch songs. So if I could write a song, uh-huh. sing it, transform it into a voice that sounds like Dua Lipa and sell it to Dua Lipa. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Which, you know, if Dua Lipa, if you're listening, like, I want to, I want, I want you, you know, like, we got to get together. Um, just sorry. I just got to, I got to lay my seeds. You got to plant my seeds. Shut the fuck up, Paul. <laughs> All right. We're going to move on to track number five. This is Musician. This is the one that Eric music video for. Slap. 
Just coming back to what you said at the beginning, which is like this is this truly is an album about making music in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, the lyrics are definitely here the most direct. Um, this is probably like my favorite, if not my second favorite song. Yeah, um, on this the is. Album. What, what, I want to say this what? is like the most like this is the most like straight pop song. Agree. Like this is easy. There's no annoying sounds in this, and there's a fun hook. Nice it's hook. positive. This like you, I could see you waking up to this song and being like, "I'm gonna fucking start my day." Yeah. What, Eric, what does it for you on this one, Eric? The the vocal melody is so good. Like the way he sings the verses and the chorus, like this line, it's evokes so much emotion, but it's still like light. It's so good. The production is the the production is like goes crazy from like I think the drums are like the perfect Fuck level. Off. The drums are like the perfect level of crispy, the vocal samples. Uh, if you listen to the background, there was like that. Huh, huh, yeah. Huh, yeah. Uh-huh. Huh. yeah. I think I that's a sample really like from that. like 70s hip hop, which I think Ow. is just like, like that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's crazy that he worked it into this type of song. The lyrics are like so good. My favorite line in this is like when he goes like, I don't understand why you're freaking out. Oh, I don't yeah, understand yeah. why you're freaking out. Why are you freaking out? Like what you're, is the you're, yeah. this, this is the same, yeah, this is the same perspective, but it's the same, the same, the fan looking right. at him. Like he he clearly has so much so much going on. Thought, in his it's head. like he's his own PR guy where he's like, think about the fans. Right. Like, yeah. like he's thinking about the fans yeah. a lot. Like a lot. Maybe yeah. too much. And I think he knows that. Yeah. And so like, yeah. this is a very like reflexive song to write, to right. say like, oh, they're probably just thinking like, obviously like I'm so, like this, it's coming from such a defensive he, place, but it, at the same time, he's like acknowledging it. This this was quality songwriting because he's not just writing about a specific instance about writing about being a musician. He's actually taking a step all the way back to a person who maybe is just becoming a musician and talking about why don't you go get a job? He's addressing right. the first concerns that he got back when he was so young. Yeah. Which yeah. is really cool of him to do. He doesn't have to do that. It's very, it's very thoughtful of him to put that into the song. No, I, I totally agree. It like it is the spirit of like it is about his specific life, but like, like you said, he zooms out and it's like the spirit of being a musician. And like, I mean, if you're just like any artist, really. Like this song was Paul? for you. Yeah, well, well the- Paul makes music. Do you know that, Eric? I did not know that, but I can tell from from the way you're talking about. Like, the <laughs> like that. Yeah, we'll I, play some of his cuts later for you. Dope. I, dope. I think I think probably the, my favorite line in this is he's talking about he didn't make music for five years, and he's talking about why aren't you? He addresses the question of why haven't you made music in five years, and he says making music is becoming your own hero and defeating your enemies. Not a big deal, right? Why haven't I just done it? <laughs> He's basically, if somebody asked him, why haven't you made music? That's his real answer that's in this song, which is that 
you know how fucking hard it is to make music? Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. And could you, I mean, I, I, can't, I can't fathom, and, and you know, most people can't, getting famous so early on for a specific right. thing. Right. And then, and then like reckoning with that and then having to like make more of it, of it. You're, like I mean, even you're, if. You're even destined if, for, you're destined to have a, a crash. Yes. Right. right. Yeah, and exactly. Like everyone At in your least. life around you is like, basically pressuring no yeah you know, there's got to be intentionally or unintentionally so much, like I, pressuring I, I, you to like knowing his story i give him so much like credit to say no like he didn't do you know how many people probably were like yeah but you the, need to give but, us but, something but also eric if i saw you in a month and you were like i quit my job and i'm gonna do right something else i'd be like why don't you just go back to do your job right you know? right right, right. <laughs> I mean, like, and he probably got a ton of that too yeah a hundred percent a hundred percent. Yeah. Like, why aren't you just doing what you're supposed to do? Yeah. Right. And that's, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's hard. Making music's hard. It's a lot harder to work in a warehouse every day. Like probably, you know what I mean? Why are you looking at me? <laughs> <laughs> I work in the office. You are in the office of a warehouse, but you and know, sometimes in the warehouse, you know, the life of a warehouse worker though. I'm just kidding. Um, I'm basically a warehouse worker. Yeah. But, but being, but being a famous musician, I can't even, I mean, how could you possibly know unless you're there? Right. How could you know unless you're there? What's that? What does that pressure feel like on a day by day basis? Because being creative is a lot different from just, you know, doing a job, just you know, moving something from A to B. Right, and that's the funny thing about being musicians in this day and age. It's like they're exalted to gods, basically. Like we talked about, like them mm-hmm. being him being Jesus, right? Some exalt themselves to gods. Sure. Mm-hmm. God, yay. Yay. Yes, <laughs> just yay, just yay, yay. Right, and it's like they just make music. He's just like, I just make music because I really like it. Could you imagine being hundreds of years ago? You're like, oh, I'm going to devote myself to this. And if they like it, great. And if not, whatever. But it, and if they like it, I'm just a great musician. But now it's like, if you're a fucking great musician, you're like, we care about everything you do and say. Yeah, yeah, and right. it's like, oh my God, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I just make music. Yeah, yeah. It's actually, I feel like musicians might even find it more trivial than some people that like it find it. Yeah, yeah, right. You know? Yeah, right. And it's like crazy. Right. But like, I, I don't know. I don't know if he gets into that really on no, this. I know, no, I know. No, no. I just that, think about it. I was listening to, I was thinking about listening to a podcast about Bach today. And I'm like, what if Bach was this? Like, right. who would be tripping over their oh dick? But he was just God. like, I just want to perfect my craft for God. But and it's like, yeah, right. <laughs> in here, he's talking about like burning up and burning out. That's what, how he thinks about himself make, making music in the grinding process. Mm-hmm. Why would I do that to myself? Mm-hmm. I shouldn't do that to myself. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I, I love that too. And like the, the music, ref, the, the, like the, just like the chord changes and stuff and like the, the vocal melody like kind of like changes a little bit to reflect that um that sentiment and it's it's oh, dope it's cool. dope i just like yeah this song is like crazy I, this song is is a really good song to me i, I it's like it has it, i think it like thematically is a little bit different than maybe like the other songs but i, I think it has like like this song to it me, has the same sentiment though yeah exactly it has the same sentiment um i think sound wise though it's like so much more so much less organic yeah, well, it, it is way more poppy. Yeah. It is way it's more authentic. straight line pop. Yeah, but I love it. The song but it's also, nice. It's really good. The song also takes me back to like playing like like old like Square Enix games for some reason. I don't know why. Well, Just I like, understand. So you didn't play Final Square Fantasy? Enix? Shut the fuck up, Paul. No, actually, I actually don't know. This is makers Final of Final Fantasy. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Like it takes me back to playing like World Ends With You or like Kingdom like Kingdom Hearts oh, or okay. like yeah, 
I don't know. It's it's. I don't know why. It, oh, just, it makes me Square feel like Squaresoft turned into Square yeah, Enix. Maybe That's what you're confused. Oh maybe right. Some people. people just call it, it used to be Squaresoft, Square and then they yeah. turned into Square Enix. Gotcha. Yeah. Some people just call them Square for that reason. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it makes me. And it makes me want to go to Tokyo. It makes me. I don't know. It makes me you think could. of a lot of things. Have you been to Tokyo like, before? No. It makes me think of DDR for some reason. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Oh my god! This could totally be a DDR song. Like this song just takes me so. This sounds so much like a DDR song. That is so funny. Like 2005 EDM. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me feel like I'm like an like a Dave and Buster's. I don't know. It's surely he was thinking about that when he made. Guys, I was recently at Dave and Buster's. Tried to play DDR. Not happening. You know why? (laughs) Why? The line was long. The people were dedicated. Oh wow. Still, Those official machines. Those what the official f- machines are fun. Jesus Christ! I, he, was, I wonder, he was full on hands on the rail, like boom, 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 boom. Oh yeah. So yeah. I was like, all right. I, I'm, I'm, it makes me wonder whether he pulled a Bruno Mars on here and pulled out some old like 2005 software to make this music. No, oh, that's there's so no way. It sounds too clean. There's no way. That's no, so it, could, it could totally sound that clean. You don't know shit. Here's Dory. But, <laughs> but you think he had? You think he had DDR in mind though when he made this? <laughs> I would love he that. Could've. He could have. But it's more of like a, probably more of like a, he's self-aware that it kind of sounds like that. Oh, for sure. sure. I think I think he wouldn't be offended if you told him that. Uh, he'd, probably, go, he'd probably, he'd probably yeah. love it. He'd probably, he'd probably be it. like, yeah, yeah, I could see that. You should you, are you trying to get me on the game? Yeah. <laughs> could so, you do anyway. it? <laughs> All right. Yeah, so here's do a, do, re, mi, fa, so, la, di, do. What are we talking about? All right, so on this song, eh, this is probably like one of the best examples of the acoustic versus electronic sounds that come on it. He's got the, the the plucking of the guitar with the with a little whirring and buzzing of the electronic noises and the drum pad. Yeah, I, I think that this is like the, the current state of music is like is like you make a pop song but out of like 20 different instruments mm-hmm. and you just see how well you can mold them together into something listenable. I don't know. Just a thought. But Do you think this song is doing that or it's not doing that? It's, 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 it's a part of that. It's a part of this. This is, <laughs> this is very Tennyson-esque. Yeah, he literally... I, it, I, 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 this is probably one of the most... 
aggra- aggravating songs to me. Like, aggressive. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. To you me, don't like I, I don't like that he literally goes to the musical scale mm. for the song. It's not well, that it seems lazy. But, but doesn't it make just, sense, though, in the yeah. theme of the album? It's the, from the big level concept. That's okay, why he did it. Okay. He came out to musician. It's right in the, it's right in the middle, He's going back to his beginnings. This part's correct. Cr- this, this part of the instrumental is you said it. He goes in the U. This is in the U. This is right in the U. He goes back oh, to his okay. mom after this. Jesus. He's basically, All right, thematically. Like, this is like he's eight years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. I didn't even think of that. This does sound like that. that, that that's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's like very childish. No, that's dope. That's dope. Damn it. You're so, right. Okay, so, thematically, you're right. You know what? For the love of albums, I, I like I'll agree. I think the song is great. When I saw, so I saw him tour this album live. And he did like a trap remix of the song. Oh, really? It's like trap hip hop drums in the background. <laughs> oh, that's cool. And it went, yeah, it was so sick. Was this song crazy. is, this is. Where'd you see him? Here? I saw him in in, uh, in DC. Okay. How yeah. big of a place was he playing? It was pretty big. It was like one of the biggest, it wasn't like a stadium, but it was like Close to a, ste- a step down of a stadium. All right, let's roll right into Mother, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I like the song a lot as well. Oh, this song. Yeah, I think the wait. I, was, I think I don't know if it was recording the whole time. But anyways. it wasn't, but it is now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no. Eric, this, this song's dope. This song's dope. <laughs> I think the drums are really nice. Curtain I don't drops. think it's like really like a really experimental song or anything like that. But yeah, no, it's a really nice sentiment. Um, has some of like the, you know, has like the same sounds as the rest of the album. Right. Which is great. It, okay, so now I can't remember. Did we talk about the U shape, off mic or on mic? On, on mic, mic, for sure. That was on mic. Okay, yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah. you so, said it. Yeah, you know, I know. <laughs> all right, and so you said that this reminds you of the 70s, right? Oh, oh we talked about that. Well, I know, now. just now. Oh, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, so this song just makes me think of like old 80s or 70s, like stadium <laughs> songs, maybe more 80s. Yeah, and um, so I think that makes sense then. I, I like, Maybe we're reading too much into it, but like if, if, if what we're talking about is truly the case, 
that is some U-shaped shit because he's going back to his earlier life, which is, I don't know, in the mid nineties, uh-huh. he's talking about his mom and what his mom maybe would have liked. And so he's like, Oh, maybe I'll use a sort oh, of like yeah. rehashed vocal melody. That sounds a little generic because that is sort of that arena rock era. Right. She would have liked. Right. Yeah. So like, maybe this is, I mean, I'm obviously this is for her. literally the end of mother, uh-huh. but maybe he delved it to a, a deeper meaning. A True. deeper level of musicianship was, which would be pretty fucking crazy. Yeah. Think about like, I definitely didn't get the 70s, but you saying it, I I hear at the very least. Uh, the stadium, like, I, 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 I can like, hear the melody in my head. It's like, it, it's one of those things that you're like, oh, I feel like I've heard it before. No, definitely. Uh, for me, it's like mostly, it's really the drums that like take me back to They're that big. kind of place. Yeah. Paul, remember when you did Bon Jovi? I do recall. These are a little Bon Jovi. Yeah, yeah a little bit. I get that. Bombastic. Anyway, it's a song about his mom, and he, he says it from his side angle, from and from her angle. Just, I'll be on your side for the rest of your life. You yeah. know? I'm, I think he was probably living at his parents' house when he was, like, having this, like, writer's block, I guess. So maybe that's that's probably part of it, you yeah, know? Yeah, he has some support. I mean, I his from afar. cook. Yeah. He, why are you smirking at me? <laughs> Did he talk about cooking in this song? I don't think he no, did. No, I just no, he didn't. say something ridiculous. Oh, okay. All right. There's no way I could know his mom was a good cook at all. He didn't mention it. She is, though. <laughs> I know for a fact she's got that mac and cheese. All right, here's Dulce, one of Paul's favorites. You're a terrible co-host. You don't even unmute us. This is a crazy song. I don't know where to turn it down. Right? You can't. This part is so good. There's a full pivot in the middle. But even not. So it's interesting, Paul, that you say this is like one of your favorite songs. Because like when I was listening to this album, I was like, I don't get it, but I can understand someone who's more familiar with this genre. So like loving this is a song. I looked at my phone and I was like, what the fuck is this? And then later on, (laughs) I was telling Mia how I was like, I was kind of having some trouble with it. But I was like, oh, but there's I I remember there was this one song called Dulce Life and I put it on and I was like, oh, well, I mean, in my head, it definitely was like cool. (laughs) 
<laughs> right. But then playing it out loud for somebody else, you're like, yeah, I don't, this is not even a song. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right, here, let's, 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 let's back back in, because it really is crazy. This is one of the least played songs, by the way. Interesting. By far, three mil. Only true album listeners listen to this. This part's so good. Here's my read. My read, first half, it's like the Grand Canyon. There's like a bunch of cracks that you're 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 going over in a plane. You're seeing all the cracks, and then eventually you go into one of the cracks. Music video or doing a music video right now? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Paul, hold on. Let me ask me the question. Yeah, uh, make a music video for this song. All right. We're in a helicopter. There's four of us. Three of us. Uh-huh. There's four of us. We're going over the Grand Canyon. We're seeing a bunch of cracks in the ground as we approach the Grand Canyon. They're either slowly, they're getting deeper and deeper and deeper into the ground. It's just bump and a bump, bump and bump, bump, bump. Every crack is one of those skips. And then eventually a huge crevice comes and we dive into it. And when we dive into it, it goes, it breaks open into that different musical, I don't know, space idea. We're, we have a music podcast. Do we have any music terms? <laughs> I don't. A theme, I guess. Yeah, theme. No, but I'm with you. I'm yeah, with yeah, you. and that's when it goes into it. And then there's there's trees down there. You know? Dude, yeah. Did you guys ever play Guild Wars? <laughs> there was a great area where it was all Grand Canyon, and then uh-huh. you went in, and then it was all jungle at the bottom. It was fucking sick. That's what this is. It's all cracked earth, and then beautiful jungle at the bottom. That's what that music video is. Wow. No, I can really see that. And then at the end, a guy jumps out of the helicopter and kills the, the predator. Yeah. <laughs> it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Guns and bam. One shot. Like, he's right there, and they just, like, kill him. Wait, so I want to hear why this is, like, a really... Would you say it's your favorite song? Or is it just, like, a really, like, standout, a standout song? Yeah, it's yeah. a standout song for me. And I it's I think it's, it's especially in the context of the album. Because as I'm just, like, you know, in my kitchen jamming this on a speaker... This song comes on and it's one of those songs that you can't listen to like 10 seconds of it and be like, oh, I like that song right. at any point in the song. Yes. But like- No yeah. 10 seconds <laughs> are good. Right. But at, as you're going through it, it's very entertaining. Like the the way that the sounds are spaced from each other and then the difference in tone and quality in the sound design between each of the little hits that comes in is, I mean, ultimate- like ADD feed, like, <laughs> like really reminiscent of like Flume's latest EP. Right, hmm. album. It's just album. 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 Yeah, it's just. Did you listen to that, Eric? Do you, do you like? No, Flume? I need to. I love Flume. Interesting. It is very interesting. Wild, it is very crazy sound. Yeah. The, the last one I listened to was "Hi, My Name Is Flume." Is that what you guys? Yeah, yeah. About? No, no, no. That's he had mixtape. an album most recently called oh, okay. Palaces. And something like that. Something like that. <laughs> it's. And well, Flumes was all analog. This is clearly not analog, but it follows the same thing that I said earlier, which is that music today is like, is like, um, 
one melody chopped into 50 different sounds and how cohesive can you make it sound? And like, this is the principle underneath this song, for sure. He's trying to make like this dragon effect with the song. It's like, this one goes harder, this one goes slightly softer, this one goes way harder, this one goes slightly softer, and I'm gonna change the tune. So like in today's music production, you weren't able to do this until like five years ago. Oh. You can you can change anything about a sound and you can automate it through time. So like if you, for instance, want to change the velocity, so like a piano hit, you hit it hard, it's a lot of velocity, you hit it soft, that's a little velocity. Mm-hmm. You could change that at every single note. So it went... Exactly. And you could do that with anything. So you could literally play... Yeah. But it'll sound like... Exactly. So like... So like for like a piano sound from the early 2000s, you could adjust one thing. You could adjust volume. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you can adjust velocity. But today, the piano sound isn't really a piano sound. They actually open the book to what the piano sound consists of, piano sound, quote unquote, consists of. And you can now actually go into the source code of the piano uh-huh. and adjust anything, any however many elements it could be. So now you can get these songs where it's just sounds crazy. And to me, like that that's the future of music, but also it's the, the reason why it's the future of music is because we crave novelty and we've reached a level where novelty is almost yeah. impossible. <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah. And so that's why I like this. I think it provides a novelty from like a, it just, it, my brain likes it, you know? It, pr- it provides and, a novelty. And here's the thing. So we got a 14 song album. This is track nine of 14. And again, if we're talking about this U-shake structure, uh-huh. that uh, uh, Doremi and Mother at the bottom of the U, and this is coming out of the U, mm-hmm. he wants to jumpstart the second half of the album, which uh, Eric, we talked to you about. Me and Paul both were huge fans of. And it's like, to him, I think, narratively speaking, you, if you're going to listen to this back then, you're going to get these sort of lulling moments. And I think this is the kind of like heaving jumpstart that he yeah. wants to give to the listener. Oh, which yeah. I think For is sure. a really it's great, great way to put it. you know, at the very least, like if he made this not with that intention, uh-huh. it was a wonderful placement. Yeah. This song sounds like a if like a song was like a plant. In the beginning, is like it struggling to grow. Like, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the end is like, starts this, like, and stops. Huge oh, I love thing. that. Yeah, and then but, it grows into yeah. a It's so a different music video like yeah. that. Here yeah. we yeah. go. Music the music video for the song is crazy. You guys should watch it. But... Oh, there actually oh, is a music actually video. Actually oh, no, there, there actually is a music video for the song. You can watch it later uh, right. after this. But no. All right. Yeah. Well, let's move on to Sweet Time, which we're running out of. <laughs> yeah. Like 
So we were just talking in the, uh, while you guys were listening, because we don't even listen to the album, you know, you do, but we don't. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about how uh, we, nostalgic. I've never, I've never even listened to it once. We were talking about how, nost- <laughs> I'm not addressing that. We were talking about how nostalgic, you know, this album is. And, and my thought during this was, I think that my thesis is that he made this to be the music his 10 year old self would have loved. Wow, I'm so mind blown by you saying that. I'm so mind blown by that. I think if he let, he was like, if my 10 year old self would hear this, he would have been like, this is my favorite music of all time. Wow. Wow. Do you know that? Do you know that? Uh, what's that? What's, oh, Jesus Christ. I thought about this the other day. Sorry, come back to me. Yeah. Come back to me. <laughs> Yeah, this song has, sorry, go ahead, Paul. No, no, you're, you're right. Uh, this, has, this makes me think of the same. 80s type thing that mother does the drums and like the vocal melodies like it makes it takes me back to that place yeah yeah kanye west uses the same style of drums on dash dash yeah yeah on fade or was it wolves oh no yes 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 yes. i think yeah i agree um i don't i don't i'm not quite i i think this i mean the song is nostalgic for sure but I think it's more of like a. My understanding was that he was like talking to himself as a kid, saying, "Just." Oh yeah, don't no. Rush through yeah. life. I was just talking about the album as a whole. I wasn't necessarily talking about oh. this song specifically. Okay. I was gonna bulldoze this song with the thematic elements yeah. of the album. Yeah. Let's just go right over his head. Yeah. But yeah, no. This these lyrics definitely are about that. Though I can definitely. Um. I could definitely pick that up. And do you think he's maybe like mourning the fact that he didn't really get to be like a high schooler, that yeah. he was just like yeah. a superstar just from the jump? That's what thing? Look at the Skies about. I mean, and this is what the world is lucky to be our home. That is the most general kindergarten statement ever. The world is lucky to be our like, just enjoy the little things in life. What well, we're told as kids, you know, just be just be happy with what you got. Oh, I know, that's the last album. Yeah, I think that, that, that theme is going to come back at the end of the album, which I think is one of the best... Uh, and Paul, we haven't done the ratings in a while, but like, I think it's one of the best closers of an album. I agree. Like, yeah, love it. <laughs> just for, for the listeners, James was just like shaking his head just in like absolute in awe, joy. Just, yeah. in awe just like, joy. wow, I love this song. Uh, okay, I thought I thought about what I was gonna say. Pablo Picasso, oh, Paul, you know this quote. Oh, I, Jay's getting a little bubbly. It uh, took me <laughs> twenty years to be a master, and sixty years. To be a child. Yes. That's yes. what I thought about listening Yo, do you song. think maybe Porter Robinson might have gone through that process with this album where he had to unlearn everything he learned from producing more commercial? I think successful? so. I think so. That, that I, or at the very been... least, like, be cognitively aware of what... He, it's like he was working against himself. Right, yeah. right, in, in right. some In some way. That must have been... I mean, just putting myself in... Like, that must have been insane years. as an artist. Three years. I mean, they, Bo Burnham, same thing. Yeah. Five years. Did right. you watch Inside yeah. Eric? Yeah, I did. Holy fucking yeah. shit. That shit. My God. Yeah. I did not like him. I still don't. I've re- went rewatched it. Don't like it. He's still. so talented. But though. the fucking He's inside. So yeah, 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 yeah. No discredit to him, but like, not Capital N, not for me as well. But fucking inside. Holy shit. No, I agree. I'm totally it's with like you. It's like a fucking artistic masterpiece. I liked all of it. But 
either way, you get the similar theme. I mean, you can't get that high without coming down. You get that high, you get that low. Just the way it goes. And and the the what makes an artist great is when they can pick themselves at that low point and continue to make art. And that's what the, that's what yeah. this album is. So, but which is what we talked about with Mac Miller because I was like swimming was I didn't love swimming the album. Uh-huh. But I was like where is this going? Because if you go one step more into that, I'm going to love this. Uh-huh. You know, if you go full jazz on this, or if you go a weird mixture of things, you're going to create a whole new genre. And then he passed, but this is kind of in the same field. You know, it's not exactly my favorite type of music, but right. definitely it's in the same yeah. realm. Yeah. I don't want to talk about them all. Because he went through it, because every other artist just drops so. off. 95% of them just drop off. They hit their peak, yep. then they drop, and yeah. never come oh, back. Enjoy the rest of our lives and just kind of. Yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah. yeah. Yep. Frank Ocean. Get back here. Dude. No, that's not. Well, that's it's been Frank five Ocean. years. Yeah, well, that's different. Five years is the limit. He. Yeah, Daft Punk <laughs> just broke was, up. I think this was sick. Daft Punk was like, up, we're just Punk's like 50. Yeah, yeah, I know. Oh, let's move on. Here's, here's, here's Mirror. Live in Wyoming. Oh. Steely Dan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> easy, easy listening here. Yes. This, this song this song to me is like, it's just nice to listen to. And I really like, yeah. yeah. Wow, it's Paul. just an easy listen to. I was, I was going to say I really like how there's a switch. Is this the song where there's a bit of a switch like halfway through and it starts getting a little harder? Um, there, there is like a drop in here. I think it's, it's coming up. I think that's this that's music now that's to. down here. He does it a few times on this album. Where All right. So the song's called Mirror. This is another introspective song. Him looking at himself, 
questioning himself from the fans' perspective. Eric, do you think the song could have been shortened a little bit? I just want that drop to come in, which I think is, this drop is beautiful. But yeah. Um, did you do Molly at his show? I did not do Molly at his, at his show. Um, don't, yeah, don't, don't. I don't think it's a Molly, I don't think it's like really a Molly type music. Well, I mean, maybe this, this song would probably be good on Molly, but. I, I do think it could have been a little bit shorter. And if I were to like guess, I would say this is probably one of the first songs he made for this album. Just cause as as like a non-EDM listener, like this this song comes off to me as more of like a traditional. I was gonna say I know for a EDM fact song. the rest of the, the first song really he made. Uh, now I realize I'm pretty sure it was the next song. Oh, something comforting was the last song he I'm made. Almost. Oh no, it was musician. Musician okay. was the first song he made for the album. Yeah, so I just I wouldn't be surprised if Mirror was one of the first songs he made for this album, just because the song structure is closer to pop. It's, it's another, not, yeah, it's another. It's not pop fully song. there yet, though. In the same the, the way, same way the other yeah. songs are. Yeah. I think the production is like incredible on this. So Chris, this is this is the part that I really liked. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back a little bit here. Okay. Mm. I love this. That that little that little ten second bit is my favorite part of this album musically. Wow, why the, why is that? He, there's these vocal cuts that are that are cut cut in with the the kick that are like. It, I don't know, it's just a really cool sound. And it, it provides this effect that's just like, it's like going on choppy water, which mm. of course I love, I mean, I love that. It's like so 2015. <laughs> it's so 2015. Do you feel like you can like headbang to it or like fist pump to it? Like, I feel like this, I mean, I, I don't know. I love I love shows and like shit where I just literally go crazy as fuck. And like, that's the type of stuff where you go crazy. Mm. I love that. Jay's face is looking like you're about to sneeze. No, it's not gonna happen. Yeah, I love this little vocal sample at the end. He's like, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. It's the inner voice. It's the inner voice that tells you to keep going. He he has a classic like inner voice challenge. Yeah, for sure. And maybe he's got like big super ego. Does he need to listen to like "Take It Easy" by the Eagles? Chewy, is that the album that you chose next? It's a good album. I think it's one of the best-selling albums of all time. Eagles' greatest hits. Yeah. Take it easy. Don't let the sound of your own wheels drive you crazy. <laughs> I'll send it to Porter on Instagram. See if he responds. That's valid. I said, don't respond to him, Eric. I told you specifically. <laughs>
song is so Rocket League. Rocket League music. Here we go. I love. I love. I love this song. This was an instant favorite of mine. Where it was Hell like, yeah. I, I think like this was um, one of those things where thematically, immediately you can understand it. Mm-hmm. Where like I like I said before, like I had to go back and like kind of read the lyrics. I didn't really understand the the ideas of the album uh-huh. when I was first listening to it. But this one, I immediately understand. I want something comforting. I like something that makes me feel better. It might be the most pop radio friendly song on the album. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, this was immediate standout. And the hook, the drop, if you will, was not as obnoxious, I guess, as the second track. So mm, I was like, yeah. more well, down. It's only one instrument at a time. It's just, Ben-a-mip. Ben-a-mip. Yeah, it's not, Ben-a-mip. It's not Ben-a-mip. going Ben-a-mip. over a whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, really like this one. I like it. I like it more. Yeah, the, dro- the, the drop to me, that feels super Japanese to me for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see totally like in this whole song can feel like an anime uh, intro, intro song. Intro yeah, or intro maybe exit depending on the show. On the true, show, yeah. so true. Definitely not in the show for sure. Yeah, yeah. Anime yeah. Intro song. introducing. Yeah, yeah, But yeah, this song's great. The video again, the vi- the music videos for all the music videos are so good, but the one for this one is really good too. Damn, does he have music videos for every song on the album? No, I think maybe for like half of them, maybe. Um, which is still a lot, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it really adds more. the experience for sure. And then you think it's good. All right. Well, thematically, what 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 exactly is this about? I feel like I knew this. This one's a lot simpler. It has a lot less depth to it. Yeah, but it's there must be something wrong with me and getting mm-hmm. me. you. You think you want more you because want, you, you get it. You want. You always want more. Yeah, which has come up in a few different songs. I'm unsatisfied. Yeah, so, yeah, like, thematically, it kind of hits on the same points over and over again. It's kind of like a repetitious point-making, where he's kind of, like, doing the same thing over and over again, which I guess it is good. What what does this mean? Take take what you want, but you're tied by the tooth. Wasn't it meant to relieve you? So this comes back to what you were saying earlier, Jay, which is that, like, this lifestyle of, like, I get whatever I want all the time. Mm-hmm. But then tied by the tooth, what does that even mean? I don't know. Tying maybe, maybe, like, the genre of music he was making. Yeah, you're, I mean, you're 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 tied to it. And I, I don't know. Uh, d- okay, is it just me? Or that makes me think of, there was a, a long-running bit in, like, old TV shows and stuff where you tie... Yeah. Fang around uh, the tooth and then you close the door. Uh, yeah. Which means, yeah, people were pulling his teeth out. Yeah, pulling, pulling pulling his teeth out wasn't it was it like meant to relieve teeth. you? It was supposed to make you feel better. Yeah. Oh. Getting yeah. getting made you want more. Mm-hmm. You kept getting everything you wanted, but you never got what you wanted. Yeah. Mm. Yes. And that yes, that yes, that yes, that was yes. like a really big thing. For, we're gonna touch on that again. So maybe that's what he was doing over those three years, four years where he wasn't really. I mean, he was doing a lot. I mean, he was living the lifestyle. I think, and I think. He came to terms with it. He he grew up and he said, which I mean, just as a 28 year old person, I have a hard time doing that myself. Like yeah. in regular means, not right. being a superstar. You know what I mean? And yeah. to do that with everything given to you. Yeah. Really is like. That's, that's why it's rare. 
Yeah, and I think that's why this album is connected with so many people because it's like here is this kind of like larger than life figure, and like it's so relatable, like the stuff he's talking about, because mm-hmm. he really is just a, a kid that just really just I mean before he blew up he was just a kid that loved loved Easy. media music and right. got into it yeah. like most people like a lot of people did yeah. so. but he just made it yeah like, people loved it <laughs> yeah. he was like okay great right right I think uh, I was like I think I, I think I don't even think he was 18 when his first album like blew up right yeah. that's just insane that's so he must insane. be younger than us then I think he's a little bit younger I think Maddion's Maddion's like three years younger than I am okay okay <sighs> Well, all right, well I believe Porter and Maddie on made some songs. They together. did, yes. They connected originally over the internet, and they like were like friends. That sounds right. And then they. Blew I remember together. seeing this video of Maddie on when he was like 15 on one of those um, like 16 by 16 button things. Yeah, mm, and yeah. he formed the song live. So he was like, like on the thing. Yeah, he was like 15. Oh, Launchpad. And I was like, and somebody showed it to me and I was like at the time I was like where's this guy's gonna be in three years yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like how, how could you get better than that right I don't know what he's doing today he had an album come out I mean three years ago that's pretty pretty good pretty good um yeah but anyways we can talk about it another time <laughs> <laughs> next album alright the next song track 12 this is Blossom Every single song. Did you not give him the full criticism? I, 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 I'm not. I, I'm not Porter Robinson's wife, so it's just not. Maybe fiance. 
Maybe if you tried harder and dressed nicer, you would be. <laughs> That's true. It made and like was a music prodigy at um. Okay, this this is the anime exit song. This is the credit song. Oh, I can hella see that. I can hella see that. And you're yeah. like, what the fuck? This is like an action. I mean, I think maybe maybe his girlfriend played like a big role in helping him, you know, get back on his feet or something. And um, so anyway, here's unfold. (laughs) That's cool. So I had a realization while listening to this just now, which made me like it a little bit less. It's obviously completely a biblical reference. <laughs> and I didn't really put that together. It's Moses opening the seas. Wow. He hits us with the wall of sound. Boom. But I think the emotional resonance is there. I think it's so impactful. And he literally says, I watched the water unfold. It's a feeling I want you to know because I'm not the same as I was as I shoulder the weight of the world. It's a powerful sentiment that he feels burdened with and he wants to share. At least he wants to have other people understand. At least one other person understand, right? Mm -hmm. And he does it musically by hitting us with this huge... You know? And I, I, I really like that. And I think... That was the thing, and then so epic. Yeah, yeah, and it, it works on multiple levels, and I and I it's really nice like that. About it's a very nice soundscape. Yeah, it's very impactful. It, it literally gets you swept away in the song, and it's one of those things that I I don't know. I really like this song. Really like it. It works. It works for me. So why is this your favorite song uh, on the album, Paul? Uh, I think it's just easy to understand. Like it was just it was just easy to listen to. The chorus, you know, the chorus is gonna be big. It hits, and then the chorus, something about the melody, I just like. I can, I couldn't put my finger on it. Yeah, it's yeah. just like you can imagine being in a fucking arena, hands up. Oh yeah. This I mean, now, now that I said the biblical reference, I'm like, am I in a new wave church? <laughs> oh Jesus. Yeah. I don't know. 
Good news, everybody. Our but hey, you know, for the music concerts, shows are, you know, in a lot of ways, a new religion. That's true. You know, it's That's the only true. thing I'll put my hands up for. You know what I mean? Wow. And some girls are taking their knees in porter potties. <laughs> Don't respond to him, Eric. Don't respond to him. So this song. No, yeah. we have to ice him a little bit. <laughs> Okay. Oh Sorry, Eric. Go on. <laughs> no, I would say I agree. The vocal melody is so good. It's so unique, but it also is just makes so much sense. Like it's so satisfying. I guess. I think so I think it's 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 very poppy in a way that's not as obvious. I guess. Oh yeah. I, I don't know what it is. Like it's it's so accessible while less being like yeah. so obviously poppy. Because mm-hmm. like I'm with you, Paul. Like a pop will get me always. Like we saw Lewis Man last week. Like that motherfucker is like built on pop hooks. That's yeah. His whole gimmick. Uh-huh, but at yeah. the same time, he's not making pop songs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, Eric, we didn't get to the end of the fucking song yet. Oh. <laughs> I'm on top of it, okay? I gotcha. He's, <laughs> he's a conductor. This song is like, it feels like, hev- I, I think the lyrics aren't as heavy, but it feels heavier than the other songs. Uh, I'm showing you the weight of the world. It's like something, it's, the common piece of advice is don't try to put the weight of the world on your shoulders. Right. And uh, I know. So, so if we're talking about like the U, the like the concept, like the U shape of this album, like what do you think Porter Robinson's like state of mind was? Well, yeah, exactly. So now he's back on the idea. Okay, so at the beginning, Uh he's accepted the idea that he's going to be happy overcoming his depression, Mm -hmm. and now the other side of the U, he wants to share his experience ah, with coming, accepting you know what i mean yeah. it's like it's it's like as i show I, I, it's a feeling i want you to know because i'm not the same as i was as i shoulder the weight of the world it's not like oh this burden is so heavy it's instead i i've, I've accepted the burden and now i want to talk about it and that and in a way it's kind of like more full circle right mm-hmm it goes that's back beautiful. to that acceptance. That's that's really beautiful, honestly, and, and like the the music, the production completely matches that for sure. And I think there's no better thing to to go on to the final song because this song, as you said, so good, summarizes all of that really well. Thank you. 
personally relatable songs I found on the album. I, I think about satisfaction a lot, a lot of the time. Uh-huh. It's like, I go to work, I come home and it's like, what do I want to do that I feel satisfied at the end? Or on the weekend, it's like, okay, well, I want to do something and then maybe something productive and then maybe something enjoyable afterwards. That way I feel satisfied at the end of it. Uh-huh. And honestly, the thought of New York sirens, love it so much. The thought of, I don't know. I, I the idea of like, oh, it's not about feeling satisfied. It's about the work. It's about the gift of feeling anything at all. True. <laughs> that maybe you should be thankful for. Yeah. Uh, you should think about more often. And I was like, oh shit, I think this actually kind of changed my mind a little bit in the last week, which I don't know the last time that actually happened. That's incredible. While listening to music, I, I actually felt something deep while. Again, not listening to it, but reading the lyrics of this. So I was like, holy shit, that's actually a really good point because that yeah. hit home for me. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's all about the journey and not necessarily the destination, I guess. And I had the same experience when I like like really got into this album. I was like, damn, that's such a good final point to make about this. Cause maybe because like he's based I think he's kind of saying like it wasn't even really about the fact that he overcame this depression, like writer's block. It was that like or it wasn't the fact that he overcame it. It was like what it took to overcame it. And like, that's what makes this album so meaningful to him. And yes, that's like where he found all the inspiration from. And like, I think he's the earlier, he says like, like this is like a mountain I would love to climb again. Yes. And it's almost like he's embracing the joy of yeah. like, maybe Doing he makes it. a new album. That's a completely different sound again. And yeah. this time he's like so much more ready to like, this is the second least played song. I believe it. Cause it takes two minutes to get to this. Yeah. It's yeah. unfortunate that he really buried it. Buried it. It was like, you got to get there. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. like, I didn't yeah. get there. I didn't get there until I read the lyrics. Right, right. The instrumental, Fuck, is, dude. The instrumental is really it's, good. It's, it's really good. I think though. it's fine. Song, I think it's good. Album, you, you would never understand this album unless you read the lyrics. Yes. Yeah. 100%. I agree. I agree. Which is a shame. 
period. Like, yeah, well, that's how it goes. Like, I don't think it comes off, like, it doesn't come off like a lyrical album. Yes. Right? The words I didn't, that I really are really didn't get, simple. If you didn't so. say anything to me, I wouldn't even be tipped off to even give a shit. Because a lot of the times when me and Paul do things, Paul reads the lyrics uh-huh. most of the time. I read them, but I don't really look into them. Right. And he really only took reading them, but, like, sometimes I don't. No, I feel but that. like, I feel I, if you didn't really tip me off, I would have been like, oh, I should probably read them. And then I read them. I was like, holy shit. I love everything about it. I love everything about it. And it is kind of unfortunate that like probably a lot of people are of no idea. Yeah. Because this, this is this is a really good song for people that are turning late 20s. Yeah. Because when you're a kid, when you're 18, 20, 19, 20, really below 25, uh-huh. like you have so much built in optimism and hope. But then when you get to 26, 27, that built in just ain't there anymore. Like yeah, it right? just is not there. Yeah, the exuberance of youth is, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it depletes. And when it's out, you have to replace it with an acceptance drugs. of your reality mm-hmm. or drugs. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but yeah, I mean, that's the that's, acceptance that's, of reality. But the reason yeah. why people do drugs is to feel the exuberance right. of youth right. once more. Right. I mean, right. the, exu- oh, so the reason why people do a lot of things is to feel youth once more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And what, and what this song is, is, I mean, it's a solution for satisfaction, which is giving up the idea of satisfaction, which is, you know, the least fun answer to, 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 yeah. to the question. Yeah. But yes. you know, maybe the most satisfying answer. Yes. Like, it makes me feel it's the only answer. Yeah, I don't know. It made me feel point. like yeah. really good being like, motherfucker, he's right. Yep. <laughs> All things in moderation don't feel like there's an end point because there's never going to be one. Yeah. No, it's the really Besides fun the joy, death, the joy of. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. No, this album's so good. And I, going back to the thing about like not um, getting to lyrics, like, so I first came across the album like when it like first dropped because I, I think I just like read somewhere that it was like the most one of the most anticipated albums of um, 2021 and it didn't click with me at all. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, next. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. I like, it, it randomly came up for me again, like I want to say like July or August. Um, and I was like in an Uber to my friend's place and he was like really needing some help. And like, that was kind of the context. So I was like listening to this album in the Uber and I was like, I actually like listened to the lyrics. And I was like, oh wait, this is interesting. So then I, went, so then like, I like went to his place and I was like, dude, like something's so good. And we looked into it and like, that's when it clicked for me. Mm. So, wow. so, so it took you some time. Oh, well, it, it took me like months. Yeah. It took, this it is took, wait, it this you, is after Nick Powell showing it to you. Like you then. No one, like I, I just came across it on my own. Like I just read like a music blog that was saying this album was like. It took the context though. It took, it took you to be in a place where this song needed to be played. Yeah, no, yeah. exactly. So like, so like the first time I listened to it was like in March when it came out and I just came across on a music blog that was like the most anticipated album, like first album in six years reporter. Like it's out now. I listened to it and I was like, okay like not for me and i just saw that he was an EDM artist like whatever but then it took the context of like helping out a friend through like a hard time that like this shit like really started to click mm-hmm. and that's when i like did more research into yeah. it and i was like oh like this shit's crazy and like it just totally opened made me more open-minded to like EDM music yeah. I, I wish more art was like this yeah was, this is what paul and i talk about all the time when we find shit like this they're like hey what if people were more mindful and open-hearted in their art I mean, look, hard to say for me, I don't make shit. The shit I make 
not like that, I guess. I don't know. I don't don't make music. But it would just be amazing if everything was kind of like this. Not that everything could be, but it is really fun to find it when it does happen. And and, and honestly, like, thank you so much for bringing this to us. Like, this was so much fun. I had I no never, idea. I would never. I would never have. Years. I feel like my life is the better after having listened to it. <laughs> That's amazing. You I know what I mean? That. Like yeah. this has yeah. been like a journey for me. Literally not liking it uh-huh. to being to just for me. I don't like it, but I respect it a hundred percent. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. And like that's all I could ever ask for. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. Honestly, we should show people should people that are like. 21 should listen to this album as a warning for like what <laughs> what is to come yeah, yeah. I, I feel like nobody ever told me when I was like 18 like, no when you turn 26 think like I had, I never thought I remember is one, somebody told me like you're gonna turn 26 and you're gonna get fat like I remember somebody told me that and he yeah was look 20, at you now he was 26 200 he, pounds he was 26 and he was fat. you can barely breathe <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I'm here on an oxygen tank in Jay's apartment. <laughs> it happened. <sighs> so, so one quick question before we, uh, I don't know if we're going to end this, but like, so as someone who does make music, did you like really like pick up on like the themes here? Um, or I guess like, how did you identify with them yeah, as, yeah. as a musician? Maybe. Yeah, Cause I just like found it interesting that you really like, you really enjoyed the instrumental tracks. Cause like those were like probably the hardest for me to get into. Oh, oh yeah, I definitely. Yeah, I mean, I know I definitely like the more. I was listening. I totally, I totally get. It's I think it's the artist mindset of like feeling the highs and lows of of life. I guess. Uh huh. And for me, like, for me, reading the songs was what what I got in touch with, and I think that probably was for a lot of people. It was like you just said. It was that was the same thing for you. But, I mean, it's incredibly relatable for me. And it's almost like something that now I'm, I'm to the point where I'm almost like preaching about because of how many time, how many years now I've spent learning about like, mm-hmm. learning about depression, learning about like overcoming and accepting sadness and, and like growing up. Oh my gosh. And just like what, what that takes and then what that means for the rest of your life Mm -hmm. and this song really is a person that did their best to illustrate this time period that nobody glorifies nobody loves so true nobody wants to talk about yeah but is is important and that's why i think i found so much credence in mac miller swimming right in this album because that's they're both two people that are trying to actually accurately illustrate what they're going through when they're when they're dying for the first time when you're 25 you know uh-huh. when, you're no, when you're at a lot of people sing about the end of childhood uh-huh. not a lot of people bent sing about the beginning of adulthood oh mm-hmm. my gosh yeah. that's so true holy cow i think i think it's something that's going to be extremely more relevant as the years go on because there's been a i mean there's just been a huge generational shift in terms of when people grow up and when they don't i think it's mm. turning into this more less teen more mid to late 20s because mm-hmm we're all babies (laughs) and just like that's kind of how culture is going so i feel like this this is kind of like a signal in terms of a generational shift and so i'm going to be very curious to see as the years go on the way media kind of turns into more of this yeah sort of um, that specific time frame also i can't wait to see what porter robinson puts out after this if he's going to double down on this and maybe do a whole album full of wind tempos or if it's going to be like something right completely completely right. different is, yeah is he gonna wait. go full optimism or is 
house. It seems like he's gone. He got a really big critical acclaim. I think commercially, this did very well as well. Yeah, so, and this was like ranked like, like one or top one or two albums of the year by like yeah, every publication. So I so. think he's. Oh really? Oh, yeah. and a lot of them. Yeah, it did very well critically. So I get it. I think. He's kind of got free realm to do whatever he wants. So yeah, he definitely curious this, to though. see what happens. He did before this. I mean. <laughs> yeah, he did exactly. Right. Like he the, fucking crumbled. What the album was about. Yeah, right. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. I can see him do, not doing shit for a while. You right. Know? How right. do you how do you follow that up? How does Bill Burnham follow up Inside? Exactly. I mean, you have to, the only thing you can do is just or follow up Blonde. Time. Follow Blonde. How do you follow up a masterpiece? You just give it time. Ba crumble. Crumble. Yeah. Become a character. That's Kanye. That's Kanye. Yeah, Con- Kanye needs to listen to this album. Kanye needs to listen to this album. Become a character. All right, all right. Well, that's the end of it, uh, Eric. Thanks so much for coming. This was yeah. a blast. Yeah, great to have you Agreed. again. A total journey. Like this was the best pick. I think you. Could. I was so. Sh- uh, you said Porter Robinson. I was like. Okay, I don't know, I don't know what that means. And now I'm like get into? Right. so happy that you did it. I think this is like one of the best things you could have done. It means a lot that you chose something that was like really personally affecting to you and like yeah, it affected me. So Yeah, it makes me want to pick an album that I really love. I know, and it's really funny because I already have the album picked and it's not going to be that. So oh. it's really, like after this like nice heart right, you know. choice, I'm like, well, fuck me. Uh, like after this conversation- Madonna. <laughs> no, it's not bad, but you'll see. Well, we're going to choose it right well, we're now. We're going to choose it right now, yeah. Yeah, so going on to next week, uh, this is, I mean, totally different, right? I, 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 I kind of, I, actually, it's funny because I almost picked Flaming Lips kind of going off oh. of this a little bit. I didn't do that because I started listening to this, um, uh, Saw Bolton and I was like, ah, oh, man, I'm just not really in the mood. So I don't know how I got to this. So but I was like, you know what? Thing. We haven't really done a lot, Paul. Rap music. No, no, we've done enough rap music. That's fine. But you know what we haven't done? We haven't really rocked a lot. We haven't really rocked that We haven't much. really rocked a lot. Yeah. We haven't done a single Franz Ferdinand album. Oh, wow. no, Paul. I'm surprised. <laughs> Franz Ferdinand. <laughs> I fuck with Franz Ferdinand. Yeah, but Franz Ferdinand is not rocking. Uh, it's not rock? That's, they're definitely rocking. They're not rocking. No, they're rocking. They're not rocking. Yeah. You seen a Franz Ferdinand <laughs> show on YouTube? Paul, they're not rocking. I'm they're sorry. Rocking. They're dance rock. Yeah, but they're, no, they're rocking. Oh, so we're going, we're going back. We're going back to 1988. Oh, we're doing hard rock. We're going to someone. ACDC. You may know them. Aerosmith. Because we went to their music Guns festival. And roses. Oh, we're going to Jane's Addiction. Yes, we are. Jay's Addiction. Nothing is shocking. Final words, Eric Yang. Thanks for having me. And, uh...